welcome to yet another cram-packed show, especially today, uh, of the Mancunian candidates with himself, Paul Ripley, and... Mike Rice. And we, well, where do we start, really? Is that much going on? At the moment, just so you know, and the reason why we're not covering it is the Mueller report is going out live at the moment um, as we're recording this show. So we're going to cover it next week when it's, when it's all the whole... Well, it's fallen out completely, uh, and people scrutinise what he said uh, with our Fox correspondent, um, the modern old Tom Anderson. Uh, but there's plenty enough to be talking about besides that. Uh, and um, the biggest news, I suppose, to some people, Mike, mm-hmm. what, um, let's not talk about Boris yet. What's the biggest news? Would you say? Well, you, you had it. It's, it's a, a perfect alignment. The stars are all coming into alignment in the worst possible way. And it's happening very slowly, and people are all not getting it. They're all unaware. I'm watching people's comments and how they're all discussing the elections, the various elections, and all the problems that are going on in the US. And they're not seeing down the line how this could all be cataclysmic if it all comes together at the same time. And what I'm talking about here, you've got one seemingly innocuous, unimportant piece of this jigsaw puzzle happened over the last couple of days with the election of Joe Swinson as head of the Liberal Democrats. And everybody's all, oh, oh, brilliant, oh, we've got a, a woman again, another woman leader, that's good, and, and that, that's a good thing. And, yeah, the, and the Lib Dems, they stand for, for uh, remaining in the EU, that's their big platform, yay, brilliant, yeah. And it's awesome. worked for him, it's worked for him so yeah, far. Yes, it has yeah, worked yeah. for him so far, yeah. But she's a cunt. <clears throat> Strong words. Let's listen to what she said and the vote. Ed Davey, 28,021. Joe Swinson, 47,000. In the face of nationalism, populism, the catastrophe of Brexit, the two old parties have failed. Our party has been clear on Brexit from day one. We believe... The UK's best future is as members of the European Union. And that's why, as your leader, I will do whatever it takes to stop Brexit. And I rage when Boris Johnson is more interested in sucking up to Donald Trump than standing up for British values of decency, equality and respect. Tomorrow, we expect Boris Johnson will take the keys to number 10, but he has shown time and time again that he isn't fit to be Prime Minister. Boris Johnson has only ever cared about Boris Johnson. Just ask Sir Kim Darroch or Nazanin Zakari Radcliffe. Whether it is throwing people under the bus or writing a lie on the side of one, Britain deserves better than Boris Johnson. Britain deserves better. That's quite a, a feisty speech, Mike. De- 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 Britain deserves better than her. That's for certain. She is worse than Boris Johnson. At least 
he, you, you know who he is. You know what he is. As reprehensible as he is, you know who he is. David Cameron was pretending to be this nice, folksy sort of Tory. He's just like you, really. He's just got a slightly bigger house and a few more uh, zeros on his bank balance. But he's just like you, and he, he was full of crap as well. Um, Boris, no, Boris is exactly what he is. He's not pretended to be anything else. He's pretended to be slightly more stupid and buffoonish than he really is, but you're going to find out, really, uh, how conniving and vindictive and calculating he is over the next few months because he's already got a massive plan ahead. He knows exactly how he's going to play it. And I've told everybody before, and I'll reiterate that plan later on. But right now, let's deal with her. She is literally a Tory. And I don't ever say that. I don't say that about people because I'm sick of people calling people Blairite and labelling people just because they're slightly more moderate than maybe some of the more extreme people in a political party. You shouldn't be. But she is literally a Tory. Everything she's said has been Tory. Everything she's said, everything she's done has been Tory. And and I'll give you the, 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 the big one, if you want an ideological perspective on this. She was bigging it up and pronouncing the case for building a massive statue of Margaret Thatcher outside Westminster. She also That's who she is. Uh, to support you as well, Mike, um, I, yeah, I nearly called her Joe, <laughs> Joe Swinson, uh, Swanson uh, from the Family Guy episode. How now? Joe Swinson, she supported, she was a minister in the uh, government uh, uh, when it was a pact. And she supported the bedroom tax for one. Uh, she supported the tripling of tuition fees. She supported the public pay sector pay freeze. Uh, she repeatedly voted for cuts to support families with children, which are driven to the biggest rise in child poverty this country has seen for a hundred years. And this is her green credentials. She voted to allow fracking, yet goes on about her green credentials. And that is a person which Mike is explaining. Yeah, she's a liar. She's um, a complete fraud. She's a liar. She's a fraud. She's, uh, she, she will back the Tories in a heartbeat. She will go in there if there is a hung parliament. If you're voting for the Lib Dems, you are voting Conservative. conservative. If you are voting Absolutely. for the Lib Dems, you are voting Conservative. So don't all of you, you lot out there... Come moaning after you get them back in power with Boris Johnson with a big majority when he's paired up with the Lib Dems after the next general election, which will be coming before Christmas, which we've already predicted on this show many times. But do not come crying to anybody when you vote for that woman and you get... Boris, because that's exactly what you're going to get. Because right now he's a lame duck. He's just got in the job and he can't do anything. I've already mentioned the mathematics that haven't changed. He can't get Brexit, so he's got a con job lined up, which hopefully we won't allow to happen as a constitution. And our country, we will stand up to that, hopefully, and we will stop him from literally cheating us out of our EU membership and everybody uh, out of their constitutional process. This woman, you vote for her, you vote in Tory. 
Don't give me the, oh, staying in the EU is the most important thing in the world. You vote for her, you're voting Tory. Just remember that. She is a Tory. Everything she's done is Tory. She was for austerity. She she propped up every single thing that you hated about what they'd done. Vince Cable, no, he wasn't a Tory. He was a slightly moderate left-winger. You knew who he was. This woman, she's a nightmare. Uh, but she's played the part well. Uh, she has. Turned up in, in uh, Parliament with a baby. Yeah. First woman to do I that. I know, I know. Uh, uh, I'm yeah. sure that you was... Shouldn't, um, you shouldn't need to do that. No, I'm sure it's just Sorry. A, a prop, really. I, it is I a prop, yeah, and if a guy did it, he'd be he'd be demonised as well. Uh, yeah. It's it, it's equal opportunity, I'm afraid. But wh- where we stand now at the moment, we have... Um, like I said, we've got the Tories in power, but yep. a majority of two. Yep. We've got Liberals who are making a, a huge comeback. Well, no, they don't have a majority of two. Well, you don't know You don't know what they've got. There's a new Prime Minister. True. How are the DUP going to take with him? Is he going to get on with him? Is he going to play nice with him? Is he going to give them what they want? Just remember, they have a massive issue with this Brexit situation, so you don't know he's got that majority. You don't know he can count on that majority. You don't know what we, this government is right now. We have the right Liberals now. there who are, who are doing quite well we have the brexit party well they've currently got seven seats though paul yeah but so you, this you current can see, situation you can see is you can see that we have a general election yep. they will do better they will do better there we go and it's jeremy corbyn's fault uh, every single seat have... that they get jeremy corbyn gave to them they didn't earn it jeremy corbyn gave it to them 80% of the membership of Labour want to remain in the EU. That is the fact. That is the figure given at two polls that were taken on this very subject. He has voted and misrepresented the interests of the majority of the members of the Labour Party. And I'm not talking about 130-odd thousand here. I'm talking about 650,000 people, 80% of which want to remain in Europe. A lot of them are young people, the people that actually made him outperform all the doomsday predictions at the last election. Those people want to remain in Europe. And since then, all them young people that voted for him... He's let him down, he's sold him out, down the river, they hate him now, and believe me, there's a backlash coming. There is. Anyway, what happened uh, yesterday was this. Hunt, 46,656. Boris Johnson, 92,153. And therefore, I give notice that Boris Johnson is elected as the leader of the Conservative and Unionist Party. Thank you very much. Well, thank you very much. Good morning, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Carol. Thank you, everybody. Good morning. Okay, right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you, Charles. Thank you very much, Brandon, for a fantastic, fantastic, well-organised campaign. I think it did a lot of credit, as as Brandon has just said, to our party, to our values, and to uh, our, our ideals. But I want to begin by thanking my opponent, Jeremy. By common consent, an absolutely formidable campaigner and a great leader and a great politician. Jeremy, in the course of 20 hustings, in more, I mean 20 hustings or hustings-style 
events. It was more than 3,000 miles, by the way. It was about 7,000 miles uh, that we did crisscrossing uh, the country. You've been friendly. You've been good-natured. You've been a font of excellent ideas, all of which I propose to steal uh, <laughs> forthwith. And above all, I want to thank our outgoing leader, Theresa May, for her extraordinary service to this party and to this country. It was a, a privilege. It was a privilege to serve in her cabinet and to see the passion and determination that she brought to the many causes that are her legacy, from equal pay for men and women to tackling the problems of mental health and racial discrimination in the criminal justice system. Thank you, Theresa. Thank you. And I want to thank all of you, all of you here today and obviously everybody in the Conservative Party, for your hard work, for your campaigning, uh, for your public spirit, and obviously for the extraordinary honour and privilege that you have just conferred on me. And I know that there will be people around the place who will question the wisdom of your decision. Uh, and there may even be some people here who still wonder what, quite what they have done. And I would just point out to you that, of course, nobody, no one party, no one person has a monopoly of wisdom. But if you look at the history of the last 200 years of this party's existence, you will see that it is we Conservatives who have had the best insights, I think, into human nature, and in the, best in, the best insights into how to manage the jostling sets of instincts in the human heart. And time and again, it is to us that the people of this country have turned to get that balance right, between the instincts to own your own house, uh, your own home, to earn and spend your own money, to look after your own family, good instincts, proper instincts, noble instincts, and the equally noble instinct to share and to give everyone a fair chance in life, and to look after the poorest and the neediest, and to build a great society. And on the whole, in the last 200 years, it is we Conservatives who have understood best how to encourage those instincts to work together in harmony to promote the good of the whole country. And today, at this pivotal moment in our history, we again have to reconcile two sets of instincts, two noble sets of instincts, between the deep desire for friendship and free trade and mutual support in security and defence between Britain and our European partners, and the simultaneous desire equally deep and heartfelt for democratic self-government in this country. And of course there are some people who say that they're irreconcilable and they just can't be done. And indeed I read in my Financial Times this morning, devoted reader that I am, seriously, it's a great, 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 British, great British brand. I read in my Financial Times this morning that there are no incoming leader no incoming leader has ever faced such a daunting set of circumstances, it said. Well, I look at you this morning and I ask myself, do you look daunted? <laughs> do you feel daunted? I don't think, I don't think you look remotely daunted uh, to me. And I think that we know that we can do it and that the people of this country 
are trusting in us to do it, and we know that we will do it. And we know the mantra of the campaign that has just gone by. In case you've forgotten it, you probably have. It's always a couple of, it is deliver Brexit, unite the country, and defeat Jeremy Corbyn. And that is what we're going to do. We're going to defeat Jeremy Corbyn. I know, I know some, some waggles already pointed out that deliver, unite and defeat was not the perfect acronym for an election campaign, since unfortunately it spells dud. But they forgot the final E, my friends. E for energise. And I say, I say to all the doubters, dude, we are going to energise the country. We're going to get Brexit done on October the 31st. We're going to take advantage of all the opportunities that it will bring in a new spirit of can-do. And we are once again going to believe in ourselves and what we can achieve. And like some slumbering giant, we are going to rise and ping off the guy ropes of self-doubt and negativity with better education, better infrastructure, more police, fantastic full-fibre broadband sprouting in every household. We are going to unite this amazing country and we are going to take it forward. I thank you all very much for the incredible honour that you have just done me. I will work flat out from now on with my team that I will build I hope in the next few days to repay your confidence. But in the meantime, the campaign is over and the work begins. Thank you all very much. So there we have it. Quite inspiring, eh, Mike? Dud. Dud. I think oh, dude. Right. Uh, no, I think Dud was, was the uh, right one. Yeah, the, uh, I bet they were all high-fiving when they came up with that in the office. He, he obviously didn't come up with that. And they thought that was, uh, yeah, a, a youth bud. They finally cottoned on to the fact that some people call each other dudes. Yeah, that, that it's only taken them 20 years. This is what you. This is what you get. You get an you out of touch boys. An, an, an out of touch bunch of <coughs> middle aged duffers that don't know anything about youth culture, don't know anything about the world we live in, and they. This is what you get. This is what you get when one hundred and thirty thousand people elect our prime minister. And this, this is it. The thing everybody was saying, well, Mike. this is democracy, because it, it happened with Gordon Brown. No, it didn't. No one stood against no, it. No, you, no, he no, 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 that's it, right. You vote for a party. Yeah, you, you do. You, you don't vote for a leader. You vote for the party. The party, yeah. it's up to the party who's in charge. Oh, well, yeah. So okay. it is democracy. Yeah, would you have voted for... It, it does affect <laughs> who you vote for, though, if you think the leader is a But you vote for a party. And a leader. You vote for a party. Sorry, that's not true. It's you do true. vote for a party a on the whole. No, uh, constitutionally <clears throat> you do, but in reality, the head of that party is important. It's the appealing one. It's that it's yeah. when it comes to the cell, you buy in a product, and that product is is that person. It's like if you're getting in a car for a lift, you got uh, this guy, and you, he's a very solid guy. He's a good good guy. He'll drive you home. He's great. Then the next, there's another person there. Um, and you know that they're always drinking. They're always they're always on the pop. They're always having a drink. You can't be certain uh, that you'd be safe. Yeah, you you would want to. You would still like the vehicle. You'd love the lift home. But one set one situation you'd take against the other, and that's what you do. You it's a safe set of hands on the wheel. That's the problem. And, and now people who voted for Theresa May, um, who were all wavering, shall we give it, they voted and she didn't get a majority, but at least they got returned. 
she managed to cobble together something with the DUP, and it's been a very on-the-edge experience since then. They, it has nearly fallen the government many, many, many times with all these debates. If we had have had an actual leader in charge of the Labour Party, we might have actually pushed through and maybe brought the government down at some point, but we didn't, and we haven't, and here we are. Now, where, where does this leave us? The mathematics are the same. There's no difference in the mathematics. He is the leader of a party, and they're all going, yeah, we got a new leader, yeah. Same mathematics. Same amount of people in that party that were fed up with Brexit and wanted to remain in Europe are going to feel the same way. They're not going to be more amenable because somebody who's an ardent Brexiteer has taken over. They're probably going to dig their heels in even more. So they're not going to have softened. The people that believe in Brexit have now got a leader, so their position uh, is now solidified. So all those figures that were before where you had a fluid maybe 40, that were on the fence, who I don't know about Brexit, but um, um, maybe remain, I don't know. They're going to pick a side now. It's going to be like uh, that TV show in the 70s that Mike Pump. Reed hosted <coughs> Run Around. Pump. You're going to have to jump to one okay. circle or another. So the maths are the same. So what's he going to do? Well, I, I think he's already done it. It's an act. I actually do believe this was part of the w- reason why he didn't push forward. He, I think he could have defeated Michael Gove in the leadership campaign last time, but you know what? He stepped down and he let somebody else wear Parliament out and the public appetite for fighting Brexit out. He hopes that Theresa May will have burnt everybody out by attrition, so that now he's yep. stepping in and he'll and everyone will go, oh, let's just get this done with you. And in doing so, yeah. he hopes yeah. that he can suspend Parliament. He, he is going to pretend. He's already been told there's no other deal. So he's going to go to Brussels and say, I want another deal. And they'll go, no. And then he'll ask again and then he'll come back. And then he, over a couple of months, he's going to come back and report to Parliament they, well, they won't give me a deal. I can't get a deal. So what do we do? He's going to then dissolve Parliament. And while Parliament is out before it resolves, returns back in November, it, we're going to crash out of the EU with no deal. And he hopes that, that this is also given businesses enough time so that when it does happen and everybody's moaning, he'll say, well, you've had three years to prepare for this. You were given a date we're going to leave and you've had another year nearly on top of that. That's why I want to put this to you. To you. Uh, it's an, an, an alternative to what you just said. Mm. Um, well, first of all, I'll play this, then I'll, I'll mention what I'm sure. talking about. It's one minute long. Have a really good man is going to be the Prime Minister of uh, the UK now, Boris Johnson. Good man. He's tough and he's smart. Uh, they're saying Britain Trump. They call him Britain Trump, and people are saying that that's a good thing. That they like me over there. That's what they wanted. That's what they need. That's what they need. He'll get it done. Boris is good. He's going to do a good job. I think Nigel's someplace in this audience. Where's Nigel? Where is he? Nigel Farage. He's here someplace. I saw him. I said, "What is he doing here? He's a little older than most of you. Where is he?" Nigel. Nigel. I'll tell you what, he got 32% of the vote from nowhere over in UK. Nigel, thank you, Nigel. I said, what's Nigel doing here? He's a little older than you folks. 
But he did a great job, and I'm, I know he's going to work well with Boris. They're going to do some tremendous things. So oh, there we have it, right? Oh, the first time you've heard oh that, Mike, God, and I've seen the reaction in your face. Oh, I put this to you: oh, they hold sickening. a general election, yep, and Brexit Party stand in every seat. They're like with yep. winning. The Brexit Party will pick up the Labour votes. They'll pick up both, uh, and and the Tory majority will. Well, that's not majority now. The Tory vote will go down probably, but with it, but I can see working together, mm. Boris and Nigel, and as a pact. I don't the, know. The Liberal, the Labour will flop. Well, now with him in, in charge, yeah, it would have been a I'll put that to you. That's, that's my view what could possibly happen. The, the thing this is, year. the Brexit party has not been outed as openly racist like UKIP were. UKIP had a lot of members who were being openly racist head, uh, ahead of all of the elections. They've got Watermelon into. Smiles by Boris. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, well, I'm not talking well, about that. Quote. I'm talking about people who... I know, I remember yeah. it. I remember the Piccaninis and all the rest yeah. of it. I, we all should remember that where, should. when we're thinking about the person who's now there. The fact that you've got him calling him Brit- Britain Trump, you know, th- this is this is where you are. This is where you are. And, in, and, and, and the denial of that lunatic, lunatic, who he thinks they like me over there. Really? Really? I mean, I mean they, they couldn't have been more of a protest over here every time he's been. And that's all there is to it. It's, this is just like... It's, it's dark times. It's dark times for anybody that's got common sense. Common sense. Not even uh, political knowledge or acumen. I mean common sense. These are dark times. You've got lunatics in charge that can damage all our institutions, can destroy some of them. And the damage that's going to be done here will last lifetimes. It'll last lifetimes. It could be 30, 40 years before we start to repair some of this damage that could be done here. Now... If you have this election, this general election that I, I feel is coming, because he is going to go in to Parliament, and I don't think this con job is going to work. I hope not, anyway. I hope we're not, I hope we're not that stupid that we'll let him crash out of Europe against the wishes of the people. Now, what I do believe is the election will be a rainbow. It'll be a rainbow of parties. You'll have... The rump will be... Tory, Labour but you'll have massive representation from other parties that people will be voting for, even the Greens are in with a chance here, I think you're going to have a lot of problems, I, that's why the Lib Dems are an issue but Corbyn you see there's the problem, Corbyn has created an island for himself, a socialist island um, <clears throat> they, they see the problem is that people are socialist but they're not mad like him. They're not crazy. They're not judgmental. They can be pragmatic and take wins where they get them. He's, it's not good enough for him. There has to be a purity in his socialism, and that's why we've ended up in this mess. And he, his purity of socialism does not allow for a coalition with any other party whatsoever. So you've, got, you've lost any chance of having the Lib Dems join with you after the election. You've definitely never even had the chance of having the Brexit party, even if you wanted it. The DUP, no chance. I could go on and on and on and on. They've got nobody. Even the Greens are going to be reluctant to, to join with him. So you have 
a nightmare scenario unfolding where the government could be could have Brexit MPs with Lib Dems and Tories forming a government to run <clears throat> this country. And can I say, as I said, the Lib Dem, forget, forget anything you know about the Lib Dems. If you vote mm. Lib Dem now with her as leader, you are voting Tory. To me, it's quite clear the whole election system has to change. First past the post does not work no. when it's like this. No, uh, and I think we can be like like this situation with many parties getting their foot in and nothing happening, no clear decisions. No, nope. so we're in paralysis, uh, misery, uh, 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 and poverty for the for the working class. That's for sure. Well, I'm that's guessing. the problem. There, if you look at what I've just gone gone through. We've got a potential there, the, the big players. I'm, I'm allowing for the Greens because we don't know. They, they may be a big protest vote option if you don't like Joe Swinson because of a let's build a, a factor statue and, le- and you don't want to vote for Farage because he's reprehensible, demonic and, and basically inherently racist, then you may go to the Greens. So we don't know, but them are, to me, but the that's, five. That's what we're saying, though, Mike, but... You know, and I know, you go on a social media, there is people who are happy that Boris or uh, Farage, people I know. Yeah, I get that. The racism is coming out of them, it's seeping out. Yeah, because it's been allowed to. You see, before... So how do we tackle that? How do you tackle it? The genie's out of the bottle now. How do we tackle it then? The genie's out of the bottle. What 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 does that mean? It means that slowly, over time... Well, how do you go from being a caveman... Oh, oh! I like her. She's great, and she's with this guy. So you get a bit of a rock. You smash him over the head. You rape her. Um, she has your kid. Then you force her to cook for you, and then have some kids. And then someone later on bangs you over the head. And then we get and that that caveman stuff. How did we get from there to the Victorian era? Well, it's evolution, and it's evolution of ideals and values, and it's it's people educating each other to be better to be more respectful not to be racist not to be prejudiced to be better human beings and it takes time time, i I would say religion i know and religion and all the rest of it there's lots of things in the popery but you go from where we were now in the last 10 years values have dropped off a cliff because these people who were racist who inside the head we're looking at black people going, oh, they're taking our jobs, oh, I don't like this and all that. They couldn't say that in public because they knew that they would be in a massive minority because the view was that was unacceptable. And now we're not there. The minute Brexit was happened, the minute that vote happened, you okayed all of that. You said to those people, you are not in the minority you are not but, but in the they wilderness. would say to you it's okay they now would say to be openly to, racist they would say to you i used to live in i don't know denton denton yeah. uh, and it used to be a good community then suddenly because of the labor policies we were swamped by people who are in europe but people from africa and people from asia who and romania mm. and bulgaria mm. all came in and now we've got crime Everywhere on certain drug dealing, uh, prostitution, and it's a different. It's not the country I know I want to be. Well, then in. vote for someone who'll put more police on it. Vote for someone who'll get that under control. Vote for somebody who can them. make so it therefore, better. That's their grievance, and and then yeah, well, vote for someone who will make that better. Don't vote for someone who then make. And who's who, that? Who, 
I don't know. There but, we go. You know, Who is stop, that? Stop voting for people that won't make it better, for starters. Just just well, look Nigel, around. Nigel Farage seems I to be... I can say vote Nigel, for the Greens, then. Vote Nigel for Farage seems to want to uh, make that better. No, all he wants to do is make it OK for you to blame those people. That's all he does. He makes well, it OK. He he's got no it. solutions. Give me one policy that he's got. If he's, he gets elected in this election, if the Brexit party wins, Nigel Farage is the UK Prime Minister. Give me one policy that he has given over the last three years in public life, one policy that he said that you think, if it's enacted, will make this country better. Well, he's uh, going along with Boris. Perhaps he would say, send them back. Exactly. Racism. It's okay. Like I said before on the show, some people don't like black people. They think they're niggers. They think they shouldn't be here. I get that. I get that. That's okay. Well, just be honest. Just be honest. Say I'm a racist. I'm voting for Nigel Farage in the Brexit party because he is a person that believes in my racist views and gives me a pass on being racist. That's who he is is. He's not shown you anything else other than racism. That's that. You've had no policies. Uh, is he going to put more money into police? Is he going to put more money into infrastructure? Is he going to change anything? Is he going to... What's he going to do? Is he for privatising the NHS or oh, keeping yes. it safe? No is he? Well, I'm just saying. Uh, let's let's just look into Make it. it. But he's got no Make policies. No, Make his policies are us and them. We need them gone and we'll be okay. Well, that doesn't necessarily equate because if you send them, as, as Trump says, send them back, what are we left with? A lot of jobs that are not filled, a lot of people that won't do the jobs that are available. That's what you end up with because there are a lot of lazy white British people here that won't do So you're blaming the white jobs. British people? I am, yeah. I am to a degree, yeah, because there's a lot of lazy bastards uh, uh, in this and country. And that's why people Yeah, there's a lot of lazy why, bastards in this country. That's why people will say, uh, blame the whites for everything. The I don't class. blame the whites for everything. I, br- I blame lazy whites, the same kind of What's lazy What's the lazy whites. blacks? Lazy Chinese? Uh, yeah, well... What about them? I'm, I'm do you not, blame them? I'm not, I'm not. The I'm lazy Romanians? Talk- yeah, they're not being hypocritical. They're not being hypocritical. So it's okay voting- to say, I'm lazy... Uh- yeah, they're not voting for a party that hates white people, though, are they? Whereas we are voting for a party that literally despises these people on a genetic level. I think it's time to get a short break. Uh, last week we had a compliment, really, about the music we chose, uh, and uh, we are guys who are recording bands over the years. So, <coughs> obviously, for a podcast, we can play it. Uh, and this is recording for, again for another track from Death and Strange. Are they white, these? Death and Strange. Okay. <laughs> Standing as God, the Emperor has come across. 
Strange recorded live here in Manchester. I uh, just want to talk as well. Mike didn't want to uh, mention them, but we received a few emails. Uh, usually they're quite negative, but we received a couple uh, last week. And one from Chris Smalling. Uh, I'd like to say thank you to Chris. And if you want to email in, uh, studio at fabradiointernational.com. And there was a from uh, another, is it another Stuart? No, this is, sorry, it's a Stuart Bride. Um, and he's uh, lots of compliments, Mike. What's he saying? He's saying, I've never emailed a radio show in my life, but felt compelled to tonight. Uh, that was an incredible piece of radio tonight. Passionate, moving, and damn true. You two should be, having a, should be on TV. Amazing work. Thank you for p- telling people the truth. Again, amazing radio. Yes, Pride. I don't believe him. 
Is it? Was it? I think, the right I think he was drunk. Was, it, I think was, was it the right station? But thank you, Stuart, for your comments there, and please yes, do. Yes, it's very good of him. Uh, and just so you know, next week we are going over to America to our Fox correspondent, Tom Anderson, the third Mancunian candidate. And that'll be our last show. Uh, for a short break uh, in August. Like all politicians, not much goes on. Uh, so we'll be taking a short break. Get ourselves, get Mike sort of patted down and, and, and put back together again before. Bring it up in a better mood when we come no, back. No, no, I don't. Well, it depends what happens, doesn't yeah. it? So we'll take a short break only for you know, uh, four weeks uh, or so and we'll be back and the podcast will be back as normal and also but we do appreciate the emails it's nice to get an email um, <clears throat> although I'm, I'm, if, if you listen to this show and following the show is the uh, Starburst radio show which goes out obviously live here on Fab Radio um, and that's overwhelmed with emails at times isn't it Mike so you're used to this, so that's cool. I'm used to abuse, yeah. yeah. The abuse. I get abuse uh, called a commie and a, um, a baby killer from this show. And um, and, uh, and uh, on the other show, I get called a misogynist uh, woman, uh, female actress hater and various other things, and, and basically <clears throat> that I'm just wrong. So but just talking it's about equal opportunities, isn't it? Just talking about the uh, uh, show we saw this one, the Starburst Radio Show. Which is, you know, um, for people who don't know, Mike uh, owns a, uh, a media company, and part of that company is a magazine called Starburst. Um, this and week, I'm the editor of that man. Yes, uh, this week, uh, someone that's quite important to me really died. I didn't realise it was that old. Mm-hmm. Um, from Voice of the Bottom of the Sea. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you're covering it in, in your magazine. Yeah, or not. we do. Yeah. However. There was one episode, and it freaked me out as a kid, and the reason that's why I mentioned it, it nothing to do with politics, but it still it freaked me out, uh, where Vincent Price appeared in yeah. Voice of Winter with some puppets. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if you remember the episode or not. Mike. Yeah, I do. He was uh, a pirate, wasn't he? Like an under, a weird sort of pirate. I no, I don't... Well, Can't remember. Yeah, you have to watch it. It's just... Well, it's I don't know. It's a long time since I've seen it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's, and he's, the faces on the puppets uh, appeared and changed and, and all sorts of it. But that scared me. Mm. It scared me. Uh, and I just want to say, what a... Uh, he went on to play some Bond films, didn't he? He was, David. was Felix Leiter in... Uh, he was in, in Live and Let Die, and then he actually came back for Licence to Kill with Timothy Dalton oh, right. as Bond. There you yeah. go. Um, I, I, you know, I knew he was in a couple of Bond films. He kept working. But it's just influenced me in my childhood, and I used to love a voice of the Boston Sea. I mean, not much happened. He got shook side to side, and he used to hold on to the... It was, it was underwater <laughs> Star Trek, and, and it was exactly the same sort of stuff. They had a view screen, they'll have a look, and they'll go, what's that up ahead? Oh, my God. And then they'd be a sort of weird fantasy plot, and it'd get resolved at the end, and... No, no, overlying oh, underlying story arcs like you get now. It was very simple TV, yeah. and it was, but it was good for it because but the you style could of the sixties style. Oh yeah, well they went, when wonderful. they went to color, do you remember when it, it changed from black and white? To I color? don't. But I, well, well, it used to be in black and white, yeah. and then when they went to the color episodes, they gave them a flying sub. They added that ah, to it, and right. that was the most awesome-looking thing. Yeah, I've yeah, seen. I remember it. You remember, I bright remember yellow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it looked it looked better than the bloody submarine. Yeah. It was great. That, yeah, it's great show. So anyway, just uh, want to say my piece about because um, it influenced me. That and one episode of Doctor Who which scared me as well. I remember hiding behind Seti, and I don't know what happened. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, so we're in the situation now with Donald Trump's. Uh, uh, 
praising our, our politicians for being in charge, although they may not be in charge for much Terrifying, longer. Terrifying. But I want to come back. Joe, Harry Redknapp, Mike. Yeah. You've heard of him. Yeah, I know who he is. You know, I saw, I, I saw him on the, uh, in the jungle, like well, everybody else. He was else a football did. manager. Yeah. Uh, and early last year, uh, he was highly praised because he, he worked at West Ham. Uh, early last year, he went to a, a team called Birmingham, Birmingham yeah. City, uh, in the second division. So he came along and, oh, we've got Harry Redknapp. Harry Redknapp doing so well at West Ham and been around the place. He's a wheelie dealer yeah. character in yeah. reality. Never won nothing. So, 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 so you would think that he's going to a slightly smaller club, absolutely. so he's going to do, he's going to You've absolutely kick it into You've the long it. grass, isn't he? So he went yeah. there, day one, he bought a load of players. Yeah. Everybody's excited. Ten games later, he was sacked. Oh. Sacked, because oh. he wasn't up to the job. Oh, dear. And I'm just thinking, there's a similar thing going on here, because I, I like the sport analogy, because sport, you, you live and die by results. Yeah. Uh, and I quite like that. I like the whole idea that it's results-driven. Yeah. I mean, okay. I, I know you're not a football fan. I, I know that. I, okay. I, I that. No, but I've got a great analogy for you, but go, go on. on. please. Okay, go on. right. What you've got now, imagine... This is why I'm, I'm perplexed by it, because the Tories and all this triumphalism, I'm thinking... You, you really, this is so detached from reality, it's untrue. If you did have a football match, this is the case of that Theresa May and Boris Johnson are not, are not politicians, they're football managers. And this match is a very important match and they're up against a side that's formidable. They just can't seem to get the better of yep. them. Yep. So at half-time... They make an impulsive reaction and they, they sack Theresa May yep. and give Boris Johnson, you are now the manager, yep, you I'm used there. to be the assistant, you weren't here, we called you in for, and, and we want you to take over at half-time. loving this, by yeah. the way, go on. And he's got the same squad, yep. the same couple of players that are semi-injured, he's got the same belligerent couple that don't do what he's saying, yep. and he's got uh, uh, the, team, the other team that are absolutely ironed, that are, are absolutely kicking their ass, yeah. Yep. Why in any... When any scenario, do you think that he will then win the second half so of that absolutely match? Absolutely false optimism. There's nothing changed. So all the nothing all has the changed. Cheering, all the cheering yesterday. Yeah, by the, uh, nothing's Tories. changed. It's wasted. Nothing's changed. EU, I've said that deal was the last deal. We're not renegotiating, so he can't renegotiate a deal. The mathematics of the people who are for and are against Brexit are the same in the House. So he's only going to be able to put the same deal to the House or go for no deal, which was also put to the House, and the House went, no, we're not crashing out. Do you remember? I do. So that's it. So what has changed? I'll tell you what's changed. He's got a plan where he thinks he can pretend to negotiate, knowing that they're going to say no to everything because they've already been negotiated to the but, furthest they can go, and then he's going to suspend Parliament and crash out. But I'm really... I'm, End of. Right, I'm, that's I'm, all I'm, he's got. That's so all he's got. I'm there with you. So all he's got. I I want to understand, what have people got to gain with us crashing out? What have people got to gain That's from right, us crashing out? There is, there's, nothing, there's nothing but to why are they gain. Doing it? Because they don't know any better. These people that want to leave are people with offshore assets that want this country to be less accountable to Brussels because they are getting caught left, right and centre under financial services regimes that are clamping down on tax evasion. You've all been conned. 
Aaron Banks, who's, who was the person who was funding most of this, is one of the dodgiest people in this country. He has money hidden all over the world and he was paying Nigel Farage to live. He was giving him money to live, day-to-day expenses, paying for his... Why would you pay for that? Why would you give someone that money? It's because they're delivering something that you want. That guy wanted to avoid paying tax and that's it. This has all been a con on working people there's a documentary coming out uh, next month on netflix or amazon not sure and it's about the cambridge uh analytical uh, it's out on netflix today today is it's it? out today right it's online now i'm gonna watch it tonight. yeah I, I want to watch it as well yeah. and it, it sort of explains what they did in the whole uh, when it, a little line from it when uh, we, we voted for brexit they went oops oh look what happened and I was thinking, and after the Russian thing going on, which we'll talk about next week, uh, Rick Anun, um, uh, our man over there, Mr. Trump, uh, the the conflict with data we're, we're giving away freely that yeah. people are using. Mm. And is it time for people now to, like, realise that we're being used? Like you yeah. just said we've been It's conned. time to regulate it. How do, how it do needs we do that? Needs, that's serious. How do we, when you talked about how do we change yeah. it? Yeah. Need to regulate uh, you said about, you know, the caveman. Yeah. This has come along, and people yeah, don't no. understand it. Yeah, now, no, do they? that's all that's happened over the last twenty years. It influences the world. Social media is white man's magic, and I hate using that phrase with the context of everything that's been said. But I hope you know where I'm coming from by using it. It, it is, it is an oh, seemingly unless you are involved in social media and you were involved in the workings of Facebook, you were involved in all that. When all this arrived on the horizon, Twitter, Facebook, everything else, oh, yeah. Grid- people Grid- didn't yeah. understand it. They just went, oh, my God, that's great. I can contact him. I can... They're only thinking of the benefits. They're not thinking of the negatives. Now, I was thinking about the the basic negatives when I said when Facebook came around, oh, because I had my lawyer hat on, and I said, this, people are too dishonest to stand up to this sort of scrutiny if they're putting their lives all online. People tell too many lies. People tell white lies to friends and say, oh, I can't do that <clears> that <throat> night because they've seen somebody else. that yeah, They yeah. don't want to cause yeah. a row with families or friends or whatever. And I said, it's going to be carnage. You're going to have Facebook divorce lawyers who specialise in well, it. And you know I, what? I was damn right. No, no, it happened two just, years later. Just bring, bring this on as well. You actually helped me on a situation with someone regarding some Facebook posts. And yeah. You give me sort of your, your barriers approach and, yeah. uh, and to write the letter and put a statement out mm-hmm. there and you'll never hear nothing again and it worked yeah it was bang on yeah uh but that's just me and a little something that went on here yeah. in manchester that's right uh, but it was you know again i thank you for that but yeah. um it is serious it can be serious and it influences people why do people spend millions and millions of pounds on advertising mm. Because it has an effect. It does have an effect. It changes people's minds. And when you're talking about Cambridge Analytica and all these, these are people who have got, they've come up with complex algorithms that, that, um, and and believe me, you know that I, I do coding. I've got a, a an algorithm that I use that literally invests and reinvests money into currencies for the company when so I don't have to worry about all that and it does it automatically and it does a really good job and the the thing is you can do this now you can use algorithms you can use things like this and they have algorithms that look at people who and they look at the conversations and go they're vulnerable 
they're capable of being fed a narrative and yeah. they yeah. make sure that those yeah. adverts turn up on people that fit that, <clears throat> that you criteria. you don't realise it's taking that advert in. You yeah. don't, you yeah. don't, you suddenly... And that's where, the, that's where the fake news starts to brainwash people yeah. because that person, they're aware that they flip-flop-flop between two or three political parties over the last 12 months and, and they voted that... And it's probably looking for people who have changed allegiances in voting yeah. and go, right, they're a bit wishy-washy, mm -hmm. a bit a bit flip-floppy, let's bang some... Uh some recurring adverts that keep coming on. Let's put some posts about some right-wing uh, propaganda that appeals on there. To you. Have yeah. you ever watched Darren Brown on TV? He mm. uses it all the time. He does. He oh, does, that's yeah. the whole show based on it. Uh, and it ever is fooled by it. And we, me, including me, myself, everybody out there is being taken in by companies like Cambridge Analytica. And it still carries on. I mean, governments take on, on, take on board now. Russia, famously. But I'm sure the UK are doing it, and parts of the UK are do, going on in America, obviously. It, it's, that's, our, that's our battlefield. Uh, and then someone, again, on social media says, in France, they would have got the pitchforks out now. Pitchforks out. Let's get to, let's let's change the situation. Boris is in charge. Let's change it. Will that ever happen here? We've got a few minutes left, Mike. Will there be it? some sort of civil war. It seems to be like going down the road in America. The, the divide is that big now. It's just... I was watching the Mueller report before. Yeah. And it's... Do you know what? It's, it started out it's all obvious, right. And it's it's horrible to see people yeah. attacking other people in such a vicious, extreme yeah, no. way. It's, it's just so stupid because yeah. those people who are attacking him, they these are Republicans that if if they could press a button tomorrow and somebody literally assassinated Trump and Mike Pence had to take over, they'd press that button in unison right now. They want Trump gone just as much as everybody else, but they're that scared. Yeah. I've said it before on this show, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're more scared of the consequences to the Republican Party than they are for the safety of the United States of America. And all of you, any of you who are listening, involved in right-wing politics in the, in the USA, and you have watched the conduct of Donald Trump over the last week, and you think that's OK, you're a racist. You're a racist, and not only that, you're a disgrace to the United States of America, and you should step down from your job right now. Um, to finish the show, uh, you've done the link very nicely there, Mike. Um, we have our friend who posts up on YouTube, um, and he's got. it came out a weekend, uh, and he's got a point of view regarding uh, calling Trump a racist. It's a spoof, but very... well wonderful spoof. So we'll see you next week. Uh, my name's Paul Ripley. And I was Mike Royce. With the school summer holidays finally upon us. One of the most depressing news cycles I've ever seen. And Boris hasn't even moved in yet. You know, telling people of colour who are citizens and elected officials of your country to go back to where they came from. It's difficult to know how that could not be racist. It's also difficult to know why all but four Republicans wouldn't want to censure the president for that. Why wouldn't they? Simple answer, it's election time. Those tweets were Donald Trump's re-election launch. His new campaign slogan is making America great with hate. Last time the chant was lock her up. Now it's send her back and by the time it's his second inauguration it'll be Zeke Heil. 
Scary times. Our next Prime Minister, whichever power-hungry turd it turns out to be, they both admit Trump's tweets were racist, but they won't use the word. Neither of them. Jeremy Hunt calls it the R-word, which just confirms what a massive C-word he is. Thank you, Jeremy Hunt, for being complicit in racism on my behalf, you massive fucking cunt. Is it or is it not racist? If it isn't, why are you bothering to rebuke the president? And if it is racist, which it is, why can't you say the word? Shame on you. Our next prime minister is an apologist for racism. You know what the R word stands for in this instance? Appeasement. As of next week, that will be our government's policy. What's going on? What is this lack of moral backbone? We've crossed a line. Stand up to this man. This stupid, deluded, talentless fucking joke of a moron of a man is a joke no longer. The only president ever that hasn't at least claimed to want to represent the entire country. His presidency only exists through the prism of division. As Trump says himself, real power is fear. I'm so depressed. Well, if you're struggling to find things to do to keep the little ones occupied this summer, here's a rundown of some of the country's top attractions.